Welcome to Tell Me More Live, the recorded version of our live storytelling night at the Push Comedy Theater in Norfolk, Virginia. In this recording, the theme of the night was arrival, and Tyler Jones shared a story about a monstrous road trip. I'm here to tell you about a little road trip I took just recently, uh, and it just, I thought it was going to be tons of fun, and it turned out to be National Lampoon's Vacation. I was at George Mason University, fine institution, was not for me. I went up there, and when I went up there, it was the middle of the year, so it was freezing, there was snow everywhere, and I went through a really hard breakup in February, and by the end of it, things were just, it was just evident it was not the right place for me, and I kind of needed to move, I needed to go, I needed to be anywhere but there. During my time there, though, I made a best friend, and her name is Chase, and Chase is great. We did improv together, and then one night I got stranded at a stand-up show, and she took me in her car, and the whole way there, she's telling me about how she tried to summon ghosts in a cemetery, and we've been best friends ever since. Odd child. Love her dearly. Um, So we started spending, like, every day together, and then halfway through the year, she was like, yeah, I got cast in a movie in Chicago, And uh, so I'm going to be driving up there this summer. She told me she was going to have to drive up there by herself. And I was like, no, I love you. I'm not going to make you do that by yourself. I'll go with you. And she's like, that's so sweet. And she ended up talking to the director. And he cast to be in the movie, too. He's like, we need a monster. And I was like, well, thanks. Sure, why not? As long as I don't open my mouth, because then they're going to be haunted by Paul Lind. Um... So I, you know, I was excited for this. I was really excited. And after all the things that were happening at Mason, I was really thinking, you know, I really don't want to be here anymore. Like, this is not for me. I don't feel comfortable. I didn't really have friends because people didn't want to talk to me because they thought I was weird. God only knows how they got that impression. And I, I needed a change of scenery. I really did. I was looking forward to this trip thinking it was going to be fantastic and it was going to be so much fun and we were going to go and my whole life was going to be sorted out like Homeward Bound with Sally Field voicing a cat. It was not good. It was not good, guys. All right. So first of all, my mom offered to get us like a free hotel room for us to stay on the way up. That way we wouldn't have to drive 11 hours in one day. And Chase was like, nah, we're going to do it all at once. We're just going to go. We're just going to go from Fairfax, Virginia, all the way up to Chicago, Illinois. Bad idea. Uh, The next day we started driving. Maryland was fine. Pennsylvania was fine. West Virginia was as fine as West Virginia can be. It was by Ohio that I really wanted to murder her because she was asking me to drive for her on the interstate going 80 miles per hour at cruise control and due to medical reasons, I don't have a driver's license. So I was like, um, I'm not going to do that. And then she started getting angry with me that I wouldn't drive. Well, finally we get to our location. Uh, It turns out the director lied. We were not going to be in Chicago. We were going to be in Mapleton, Illinois. Let me tell you a little something about Mapleton. Mapleton is sandwiched between Morton, Illinois, Peoria, Illinois, corn, and what I can only imagine is like inescapable sadness. (laughs) Guys, there's so much damn corn. I thought I was going to hit like a little kid in the car and then they were going to sacrifice us to like a corn god or something. (laughs) It was awful. We start driving up this driveway. It's 10 o'clock at night. We hit a ditch. Something sounds wrong, but of course we don't get out of the car because we don't care anymore. And so we finally get to a barn. We are staying in a barn. We go up 
to see the barn. We meet this director. I have no idea who he is. I've never met him. He's friends with Chase. And he just introduces himself. I was like, well, there's no meat hooks, so I'm probably not going to die. But we go upstairs, and it's this tiny little room, and there's two litter boxes that are just full of poop. Everybody's smoking weed. The radiator broke, so there's water in the carpet, and it smells like mildew. Guys, this place was like the back of a Spencer's. It was horrifying. I was not having it. I was not happy. Then it turns out there was like seven people going to be in there at one time, and we all had to share a sectional couch. This is not a good day. But I've managed to sleep on a broken board of wood, kind of like Kate Winslet in Titanic. And uh, the next morning we wake up and we think we're going to film, and it turns out we're not because the director didn't finish painting the set before we got there. This is the beginning of a long chain of unprofessionalism. But I only wore nice clothes, and I ended up getting paint all over myself, and it was a very sad day. And it was then that he told us that that night we were going to have to sleep inside the cabin we were going to get murdered in. Let me tell you a little bit about this cabin. You could feasibly get murdered there. There was, like, a slot under the door, so, like, rats and frogs and spiders and all of other gods' mistakes could crawl under there. There was three hornets' nests in the ceiling. There was rusted metal and, like, broken glass on the front step. And everything was surrounded in a lovely garden of poison ivy. And I had to clean the inside of this house as part of my duties for the movie. And I opened the shower, and guys, inside the shower, I saw evil. The true incarnation of evil is a bucket full of bleach with a dead mouse inside of it. And I named him Fival because... Because just like the mouse in American Tale, he probably thought he was heading to something great, and it ended up just being a huge disappointment. Heaven is full of streets with cheese, my little friend. Which, side note, that's a really strange way to explain, like, Russian anti-Semitism and immigration to the U.S. at the turn of the century to your children. But I'm not an animator, so I don't understand these things. The next day, we start filming. I had to grow out a beard for this movie, I was like, okay, that's fine. What they didn't tell me was when they were going to do my makeup, they had to mat my beard. And their matting was uh, sitting me back in a chair and in 100-degree weather pouring Hershey's chocolate syrup all over my face. I don't know if y'all have heard of these things. They're called mosquitoes. (laughs) They're not fun. And he had me stand out covered in chocolate sauce with a ripped-open shirt in the forest right next to where there was very visibly a snake pit. He says, you know, just stay here. We're going to start filming. About 45 minutes later, they finally get to where I'm standing. And they're like, "Uh, can you go sit in the cabin for a little bit? And I was like, why? They're like, oh, we didn't check the camera, and we've only been taking still pictures this whole time. I was like, okay, goodbye. (laughs) We just, it, it broke my soul a little bit. I went back to the cabin, and that night we had to film a Ouija board scene. Now, because of how awful this cabin was, some of the cast decided to stay in a little motel, which was creepy in and of itself because the owner liked one of the girls that was sleeping in the room and kept knocking on her door at midnight. So it was a very scary thing. But we had sat at the hotel, and we're like, this is not going to work. We can't do this anymore. This script is awful. And so that night we told him, your script is terrible. It is just awful awful. It is like an, it's, it is to horror movies what Xanadu was to musicals. This is, a, this is a sad evening. 
But he took it well, and he's like, all right, guys, just, just do this one thing for me. Come to my house tomorrow, and we can start rewriting the script, and we can pick it up again later. And he's like, are all of y'all committed to do this again later? And I was like, sure, even though I had absolutely no lines and I stood in the background for four minutes. I was like, I ain't coming back. I ain't growing a beard. Are you crazy? But anyway, we go to his house the next day to start working on the script. He's playing on his phone. So we're like, okay, fine, let him do him. But after a little while, he was missing, like, notes that we were saying. Like, it was a bad character motivation to have the murderer just be a psychotic murderer because he got molested by his dad. Not a great story arc. Or maybe the character should have personalities. Or maybe the guy's name should not be Clay, Clyde, and Kyle. Because that's confusing. But no, he just kept texting. And finally we're like, um, dude, is something the matter? He's like, yeah, my stepfather's dying right now. We're like wait, what? And he's like, yeah, he's non-responsive. He's in a coma. He's going to die today. And we're like, well, why are you here? And he's like, because I'm here with you guys in this moment as we're talking about this movie. And we were all like, get the hell out. So finally he left and that was the end of the movie. And that's the end of my involvement with the movie. And we had a nice day in Chicago where we got to relax after everything that happened. And then finally... We, uh, we started heading back. We were heading back a little bit early. We stayed overnight in Ohio. And then I was like, I feel bad about everything that's happened. So I spent $40 buying tickets to go see Suicide Squad in 3D the day that it opened. We're driving back through Ohio, and we're in Maryland. As soon as I say, I'm so excited for the movie tonight, the car breaks down. It was the engine light. I mean, it was the battery light. So we just assumed, okay, it's the battery. We're going to need to, like, jumpstart the battery. Okay, that'll be fine. And then when she opened the hood, it started smoking. And I don't know a lot about cars, but I don't think batteries do that. And so we had to end up calling the AAA. Eventually, and by eventually, I mean an hour and a half later, they finally find us on the middle of the road, and they take us to Frostburg, Maryland. My friend drives a Volkswagen Beetle. It is basically a trash can with wheels. She was holding the lights into her car with duct tape. It was not supposed to survive for much longer. It was a mistake. It looked like the cat from Pet Cemetery. <laughs> but they, they took it to this auto shop in Frostburg, Maryland, and they hooked it up, and they're like, um, so actually your coolant system's broken, which is why you have no AC, and there's antifreeze leaking all over your car. Also, there's a rock lodged in your transmission pan, and it's terrible. I don't know if y'all remember the us hitting something on the way to the house. Flashback. So that's exactly what it was. And there's my friend crying all over the counter at this little like car shop. And I'm like, okay, you know what? I take her to a bookstore. She calms down. I'm like, I'm going to buy you some ice cream. So go to the ice cream shop. And they only take cash. And we don't have cash. So then she's like, why don't we go to that bar over there? And I was like, you're not 21. They won't let you in. They didn't let her in. She starts crying again. And I'm like, okay, let's go to the saloon down the street. And she's like, no, let's try this place. It says 59 cent wings. It was actually a moose lodge meeting. I didn't know they still had those. (laughs) Finally, after a lot of crying, I finally get her all the way over to the saloon. And her mom drives two and a half hours from Fairfax to pick us up and take us home. And I finally, I go to my parents' hotel and I send a text message to Chase. And I'm like, I love you. Don't talk to me for three weeks. I don't want to have anything to do with you. (laughs) We'll fix things after that. 
So, uh, but after that trip, I was like, you know what? It's true what they say, the stormy sea does not, the stormy sea makes the skilled sailor. As soon as that ended up, I was like, guys, I hate being at George Mason to my parents. And I was like, I want to go to ODU. I want to move back to Norfolk where all my friends live. So I actually have people to talk with because I don't want to be somewhere where I'm miserable for the next two years. And I've been fixing my life and stuff and trying to fix it around. So I guess that the point of this message is that sometimes you're going to think that you want like some Disney story to happen with you where everything's fine and everything's going to end up well and you're going to have a good time on your journey. And it's not going to be like that. Sometimes it's going to be a total crap show. But you can work through it. You can power through it. And sometimes those hard experiences are going to make things a lot more enjoyable and a lot more fun stories once it's done and you'll find your way. And I just hope that whatever you do with your life, you never have to end up in the godforsaken hellhole that is Mapleton, Illinois. Thank you. That was Tyler Jones showing how far he'd go for a film shoot. Uh, Do you think you could share a story like this one on our stage? Visit TellMeMoreLive.org. That's TellMeMoreLive.org, where you'll find a list of upcoming shows and their themes, as well as more storyteller podcasts. Until next time, thanks for listening to Tell Me More Live.